This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. Welcome back, guys. DGS on KMOX 306. Our buddy Ryan Wiggins from down the hall at 97.1 is hanging out with us. Uh, Wheeler and Andrew are both off today. Everyone's kind of burning their end-of-the-year vacation. So thanks for coming in, helping us out. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no problem. Good to see you guys. Uh, just talking, we just had Steve Harris on from KMOV, and we were talking about local news. And I have a love for local news because I never get to see it. So on the weekends, it's a big deal for me. I love to tune in morning and evening. And uh, and you're saying how you love the the smaller the market, the better. Oh, yeah. And I'll I'll never forget Y2K. uh, We spent down in the Ozarks. And uh, we were watching, like, the local Camdenton, like, station or something. And there's this young guy. And he was doing a report from a basketball tournament. (laughs) But he couldn't stop saying the word gasawall. Instead of basketball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he did it the first time. He's like, hey, who's in the mood for some gas? <laughs> and you could feel it. Every cell in my body was flop sweating yeah. for him. Oh, and man. then he just he couldn't stop doing it. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, this this kid, he's got gas wall in his blood. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just dying every second with him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I. It is fun to watch because, like I said, the smaller the market, the more opportunity there are for just awkward moments. Yeah. And it may not be hilarious, but you're just waiting for them to do either a story that just doesn't need to be told. Right. Or... The banter that has to go between them so they can get to the time to get yeah. to the commercial. Yeah. And you're like, it's just not natural. I love that. I can't wait for <laughs> yeah. it. I've noticed that even locally. I mean, we're a, we're still a big market. Yeah. But I've noticed that all, you know, two, four, and five, they still, at least like on the weekends, half their coverage is about apple butter uh, uh, festivals. festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, they really lean into stuff like that. And you know what's weird is that Guy when I find spider in garage, like yeah. they'll do eight yeah. minutes on that. <laughs> yes. And it's so crazy the stuff that ends up in the news because it's it's so based on the police blotter. You know, it's like if the police hear about something, then all of a sudden the rest of the world might hear about it. It might be the dumbest story in the world, but I remember a few years ago it was a deer was caught in a fence at at Six Flags or something. And it was like everybody was talking about, oh, man, are they have a deer problem out there? And it becomes this big narrative. And you talk to the people at Six Flags and they're like, no, we just... We just had a deer one day, you know? Like, right. Why did that become a story that right. everybody knew about? Yeah. It? I just saw a story, speaking of that, uh, where the story was a woman found a dog that had gotten its head in a big plastic jar, the kind that, like, cheese balls come in at Costco. And she, it took her a month to get it off him. Yeah. And I was like... Why didn't you go to a vet? Like for thirty, like you'd go to bed thirty days in a row, knowing the dog had this thing on its head. And was, she, was she waiting for him to lose weight, like Winnie the Pooh, when he was stuck oh in the my tree God, or that's something? Dark. Well, I mean, what else are you doing if it took you thirty days and it's like, well, hey, it don't feed that dog. It didn't work today. Maybe it'll work tomorrow. Like, what is it that you're waiting on? I forgot that about Winnie the Pooh. You don't remember whenever he he like yeah, climbed halfway no, into his home? Yeah. 
The Ev- Winnie the Pooh is very dark in my memory. Mm-hmm. I like every character. Like, uh, what's the rabbit's name? Is it just rabbit? rabbit? Yeah. What the hell's going on with that thing? Very anxious. Very anxious. Yeah, they were like, let's let's find some dark human emotions, make them into a character, right? Which is a way to write. It's usually not the way you make a child's cartoon. <laughs> right, and everyone loved it or pretended to love it. I don't know. I agree, and I got the same vibes, not quite as severe, with uh, Charlie Brown. Oh, for sure. Because the, it was always had this kind of depressed undertone, which as a kid you don't seek. You want to know that the world is wonderful. So and true. these characters are great, and ultimately bad things might happen, but they'll figure it out. And you never got that sense with Winnie the Pooh. You thought, no, even if they figure it out, tomorrow is another yeah. challenge. No, there's still helpful ups <laughs> yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I, I remember because everyone, again, loved Charlie Brown, uh, but it made me feel queasy. Like, even the the sky... Yeah, that very bruised sky with Snoopy like crawling around pretending to be a World War War One ace. Yeah, I always felt like the world has gone upside down, and everyone else is eating Christmas cookies but me. Yeah, and you know, I think we we think back to those eras and go, man, they really had things figured out. And maybe it was that they were like, you know what, things aren't great all the time. Could be. Maybe that was a, a thing that we need to figure out as a society now that you're not going to have a hundred percent great days. Don't judge by that criteria, yeah. and maybe things will be a little bit better for you. I uh, Most of my memories of childhood, most of my associations are very positive, but something about the stop-motion shows like Rudolph yeah. just freak me. So I don't know whether it was that or something going on in my life uh, adjacent to that, and it just attached itself to it, but I just can't watch those things. Well, if Rudolph is... You're the pinnacle of all stop motion claymation. True. That's the reason because yeah. Rudolph had that same tone to it that, that th- people that are kind of mean, mean. Is that the mean yeah. Santa? That's the mean yeah. Santa. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they intended to make him mean. It was just they had to to like push the story and it made sto- Santa seem like a jerk. <laughs> a huge jerk. Yeah. And then it never went away. You know, 70 years later, we're still watching the thing. Yeah. And, and Rudolph's coach was real mean to him, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. Which is, I know the story, but right. he leaned in a little hard. Yeah, it, it seems like now they'd figure out a way to do that in a way you'd go, ah, he's mean, but he doesn't hate him. Right. You know, and, and that way you go, he doesn't wish him dead. I think that guy wants to eat Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing about Frosty, that, uh, spoiler alert, I didn't know that he came back to life. And so he would melt in the greenhouse, and I would run into my room, fall in the bed inconsolable. And my mom and dad, who I think had me as a joke, uh, never thought to come into my room and go, buddy, come on back. I promise it gets better. So year after year, I would just, you know. You, I don't think you're alone in that. Because until you said that, I didn't remember that that he came back. I guess, but it's... You got if you're a kid, a year is a long time. It is. You got to wait a whole year until <laughs> right. your dead friend comes back <laughs> yes. in Frosty, yes. so I can see how. And you know be... he's just gonna die again. Yeah, exactly. And he, to be fair, he's made out of totally different snow. Like it might not be the Frosty. You know what I mean? Yeah, his DNA is different. <laughs> things, true. Things aren't the same. Yeah, if you put a magic hat on a new snowman, how do you know that's the same <laughs> exactly. Frosty? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my the, my worst one though was the Wizard of Oz would play once a year. And uh, it was just like a big event. And it was a big event at our house because, once again, uh, let's all watch Dave. I was terrified of the flying monkeys because they're 
the the scariest thing that's ever been committed to film. And this was like 1843 when they made Wizard of Oz. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so everyone would just watch. Like, get your popcorn. Here it comes. Here it comes. And to, to see if I could make it past the flying monkeys. And it took me until I was like 30. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's, what's crazy is that the algorithm, whatever it is, has decided that I'm very interested in knowing more about the witch's life after that movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I've, I've discovered all these crazy facts about her. And she was on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood afterwards. And she had her whole life people coming up to her mostly kids who and maybe adults who had seen it as kids ask her to laugh do the laugh and so she would do the laugh and she talked about how every time she did it the kid or even adults would have a moment she said it would it would last half a second where they would be afraid yeah and -hmm. then it would go away because they realized oh this isn't real but it would take them back to that spot yeah it's almost paranormal that that movie because it was one of the first, if it was it wasn't the first color movie, but it I, was right around there. I thought it was. I thought that was the whole like maybe so thing where it's like she goes to Oz and but no like, one had ever seen those anything colors like it. are better than the colors we have today. That the witch green, there's never been a green like that. Her yeah. face was a specific color that just induced hysteria. Yeah, that's true, and I think we're getting back to that somewhat now, where they're they're oversaturate because I think that's what it was. They would oversaturate the okay. film, and now they're getting back to that. If you watch Barbie, it's kind of like that. Okay, you know where every color just pops so hard. Yeah, but the, I think the style of filmmaking is part of it that they said this is a little bit more for kids, so we're gonna make it yeah very very vibrant. I so. I always think it's kind of dumb when college uh, colleges have degrees in like the Archies or something. But like, I do think it's fascinating children's entertainment because when I was a kid, it was Bugs Bunny, which was pretty straightforward until he got into blackface or dressed like a woman. And then when Nick was a kid, it was all like angry beavers and Ed, Ed and Eddie. And it was like you were on a bad acid trip. Yeah. Like, what's it like now for your kids? It's gone the other direction where it's it's almost like people have analyzed it so much that it comes out of consultants the more than it really does creatives. Yeah, and so they they and it, it's kind of okay because there's it just seems like there's so much more out there that could influence your kid in a way that you might not want to. So it's like they've they've either gone all in on something that's going to be almost propaganda, <laughs> or they've gone the other way and it's so safe that you can be like. This isn't even barely entertaining anymore. Right. So you kind of go with the stuff that's right. not as great because right. you know it's safe, you know? <laughs> I'm glad you like porches, yeah. as do yeah. I. Yeah. What, I, what was your era? Uh, it, it, it's weird because it was the 80s, but we were watching a lot of the same stuff from the 30s and 40s, you know? <laughs> it was a lot of Warner Brothers, and those were the best. Yeah. I think that's part of it is that those cartoons were so good. Because they were so fast and they were so quick and so funny that they've just lasted that long. Mm. And I think my kids, when I show them on YouTube now, I'll show them, oh, this is what Taz was like. Because they'll see a shirt of somebody wearing a Taz shirt because they're back in style from the 90s. And they'll go, who's that? And I'm like, oh, let me show you. And they just love them. So they stood the test of time. They're still good. Rage is having a... uh Little Rascals Renaissance, right? Yeah, I've been watching original episodes of The Little Rascals for some reason. I mean, it's up on YouTube, so I'm having a good time watching that. But that was a show, man. I mean. Well, Rach made a great point. 
They made like a thousand episodes. Yes. Because there were no child labor yeah. laws. It was like these kids are just gonna work all day. We're just gonna shoot all day and edit around Spanky being cute. Yeah. We'll cobble together a storyline. I never thought about that. It's weird that you say that because I just recently had the same situation with the kids where they go, Oh, what's little rascals? Somebody said that. Oh, because we were talking about having an alfalfa sprout. Okay. They're like, What's alfalfa? What's okay, so we showed them little rascals. And you're right. When I found him online, it was like 20 seasons. <laughs> it was insane. And these characters that, you know, the popular ones are the ones that I had on VHS. But when, on streaming, they have everything. And so they have episodes from characters I've never heard of. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. And, and, like, they recycle through the kids pretty quick, like, much quicker than I thought they did. Yeah. Because they age out at, like, seven. In, yeah. In the episode where Spanky makes his debut, he's still attached to the umbilical cord. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, get this on tape. Get this on tape. <laughs> he's so cute. <laughs> he was. He was cute. <laughs> he was extremely cute. All right. We have Ryan Wiggins. We have John Hancock. Who needs Wheeler and Andrew? Right? Seriously. You have these two. Everybody's jumping off the ship here. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. That usually means something. I forget what they say. But um, Yeah, so we're just talking about uh, college. So I lived at home during college. Rach lived at home during college. You? Two years here, two years, two and a half years away. Okay. And you? Well, so I uh, started off at UMSL as a uh, music major. Okay. And then I transferred to Mizzou as a journalism school mm-hmm. student. And uh, once they asked me not to come back, uh, <laughs> it was a, you know, I got a 1.4. Hey, congrats. Grade point average. And I, there were, I had four classes that semester. And the three in the morning, I skipped. I would sleep till noon. I'd go eat lunch at the, uh, at the uh, cafeteria. And I'd come back and I'd watch General Hospital. <laughs> and then uh, News 105 was at 3.05 in the <clears throat> afternoon. Perfect. Yeah. Never missed a class. And so I went to News 105 every three days, you know, once every th- other day. And, and uh, we had two external assignments, and I just didn't do them because I felt I was doing so well. Yeah, just being there. Being in class. And so it turns out that the three classes that I never attended, I got C's in. And the class I attended every day failed me. <laughs> so I got a 1.4 grade point average, and they said they sent me a letter, and they said, uh, you know, see ya. So... When it was time for your son to go to college, yeah, how did you did you share with him? Oh yeah, okay. oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. T- tough to come down on the kids when you're working at one four. Yeah, and it, but then I went to UMSL and I got into political science, and then you know the rest is whatever it is. But uh, yeah, and the kids, my daughter didn't want to go to college; she wanted to go to beauty school. She hated school. And uh, and so we said, just go for a semester and see, yeah. you know. So she did, and then she met a guy, and he was in pharmacy school, and she is uh, this Friday uh, graduating with her master's hey. degree. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. so I did a version of what you're talking about, but way worse. So following law <laughs> school, you have to take the bar, of course. Right. And there are different uh, ways to do it. And they gave a three-week class at Mizzou. Uh, and it was quite expensive. And so I paid for it. <clears throat> you, you, We stayed at Stevens College, which oh, is yeah. right there. And so I'm paying for it. I'm paying for them to teach me so I can pass the bar exam. And I never went. Ooh. <laughs> I never went. 
I went to the gym and yeah. I joined a gym for three weeks and I played golf and I just jacked around. It's different when it's college. Yeah. But when you're paying someone. To so how how the bar go? Did you pass it? Yeah, I passed it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you do both both states, Missouri and Illinois? Or yes. Just, okay. I did. Wow. Yeah. Counselor Glover. But I look back <laughs> on that and I'm like, that's a special kind of stupid. When it's like only you're only cheating yourself. I'm like, haha, I'm at, not going to go today. At what point does money start to mean something? Because clearly in college, for a lot of people, it doesn't yet. Yeah, true. Is it because you're not the one making the money yet? That's got to be the association, right? It's, be, it's when you get a job and you're supporting yourself. That's when you got to figure it out. Uh, no, no. I had a couple of decades of that, too. <laughs> it still didn't. It's only clicked really in the last few months for me. It's, it's funny. As John was talking about that story, I, I had a memory from college come back that I haven't thought about in years. You were talking about when you'd go home and watch General Hospital. Oh, yeah. So there was. I had a break in my day, too. And it, they were originally supposed to be Ryan and Skip and Kate living together. Yeah. Three of us. Skip and Kate were dating, oh. and so they were going to have wow. either one bedroom or two. I don't remember, and I was going to get the other. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. And so I was going to be the third it's wheel. but it was steamy for KMOX. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were supposed to, uh, you know, split the rent, so yeah. it, was, it made sense for us, and we were all friends. That's what you called it? That's what we called it split at the, the time. Rent. <laughs> so, uh, so then what ended up happening was they dropped Skip's major. So then it was just me and Kate. You and Kate. So there you were. Me and Kate lived together for a full year. Yeah. And uh, got along great and everything. Well, <clears throat> I thought it was going to be funny to do some, like, pranks on Kate. So I had this one long-term prank that I was going to do the whole year. And it was every day at a certain time I knew that I got home ahead of her in the middle of the day. So I would come home, and I told her I have no classes in the morning. And so I would come home, and I would turn on Disney Channel and act like I had been watching Sister, Sister all day. <laughs> and I thought, this is the greatest prank in the world. She'll think that I do nothing but watch Sister, Sister. Yeah, that, in my that, she's going to drop Skip in a heartbeat after that. <laughs> Guys like Wiggins is why I never got chicks. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it worked. But then I ended up actually watching Sister, Sister all it's day. It's a good show. It's, it's a decent show. Never so. heard of it. <laughs> 338 DGS, we have Ryan Wiggins with us, we have John Hancock with us, and now Dave Murray. This is an embarrassment of riches of talent here. This is pretty crazy. <laughs> hey, we're getting wiggy today. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> getting wiggy with it, Dave. One of, one of my favorite things, I and I mean this, I really, Rachel Boughton, you know this, I'm not big on like, hey, remember that funny thing I said? Uh, <laughs> but when I said I wanted to get a pot-bellied pig and name it Ryan Piggins, <laughs> I'm still pretty proud of that. Oh, you should be, because you know how much that spawned? There was a whole online persona of some guy who named himself Ryan Piggins yeah. and then followed me, and I don't know if he was trying to convince people that it was me oh, or what, but that was real. Oh, man. I've always been proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, rhyming wig with pig. I know. Nobody it thought of so it. It was so simple. Yeah, it's amazing. That was the genius. It was just I so I was so simple. mad. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe he's done this to me. Right in front of me. You'd been, af you'd been afraid of it your whole life. Yeah, somebody finally found it. <laughs> ah, it's the key. Oh, man. Uh, so, wow, Tennessee, Dave, that is something else down yes. there. Yes, yep, but, uh, you know, just a you know, contrast in the atmosphere once again. Everything, you can get severe weather, you can get tornadoes any time of year, any month, doesn't matter. We ha we've had it in St. Louis. In fact, some of our worst tornadoes have happened in January and February. So it's, you know, it's, is it unusual? Yes. Is it rare? Not really. Yeah. It, it happens. Stuff like this happens. Uh, how's our week look? 
very quiet. Uh, nothing, no big storms, no real warmth, no real super cold. Uh, it's just kind of a, the atmosphere. After being quite active over the last five days or so, it's kind of relaxing, which you would expect. So sunshine tomorrow, 52. A very weak, dry, cool front is coming through Tuesday night. We'll go down to 32, but a lot of clouds around. Kind of a changeable sky on Wednesday and a little colder with the northwest flow. 45, 28 Wednesday night. Thursday, sunny and 49 degrees. Things looking quiet around 50 to 55 degrees for Friday, Saturday, and into Sunday. A couple of dates for you. Winter officially begins December 21st, mm -hmm. so the days get shorter up until that point. And the full moon of December, known as the cold moon, is the evening of December 26th, almost a Christmas full moon. Boy, they didn't put a lot of work in on that <laughs> one, did they? No. <laughs> The cold moon. They got the same guy who thought of the word fireplace. Yeah, that's a gibbous moon. How about we call that one a cold one? Yeah, let's do that. They're just tired of naming them all yeah. here. Yeah. Are we going to have a white Christmas? I, you know, my long-range forecast says no. Yeah. But don't give up yet. Don't you can do it, yet. John. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on you. Uh, before we do headlines, I want to remind you guys we're doing our live show for Operation Food Surge at the Hardee's Mid Rivers Mall Drive. We'll be there from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. We have uh, all new DGS shirts, which I'm really happy with. And hey, they're uh, cool, too. They're, yeah, they're very they're cool. cool. I'm, I'm proud of that. I, I have always hated uh, a bad promotional t shirt. You know, keep it simple, keep it easy, and uh, if you want to see it, go to Rachel's at Facebook. Yep, Dave uh, Blogger Show Facebook page. Rachel's, That's where I saw it. Rachel's holding it up. You can see your new haircut, and uh, we will have 20 or 30 of those uh, out with us. We're going to sell them to you for 30 bucks, which is not a big markup, and that money, of course, uh, half goes to Rach, and half goes to me, and no, it all goes to Operation <laughs> Food Search, and uh, between now and Monday the 18th, go to Hardee's, uh, whatever you buy, give them a buck, they'll give you a stick with my cartoon face on it. You can give more than that. You can round up. And we're shooting for about 70000 this year. You guys, the DGS audience has raised $500,000 over the past five years. So amazing. Amazing. Yes. Headlines range. Brought to you by Schnucks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. Okay, believe it or not, we're just five weeks away from the Iowa caucus. And of course, it's looking like Donald Trump is headed for an easy win. He is leading with 51% support among likely Republican voters. Ron DeSantis is trailing at 19%, and Nikki Haley is in third place with 16%. Okay, love or hate doesn't matter. You have to be amazed by the things Donald Trump says. Last night, he brought up the Access Hollywood tape, the grab him by the P word, right. and didn't just justify it, actually said, you know, a general told me one time that when you in that first debate said it was just locker room talk, that's the bravest thing I've ever seen anyone do. He said that a general told him that that calling the Access Hollywood tape locker room talk was the bravest thing a general had ever seen any man do. Which I think we've learned that if you dive into what probably actually happened, maybe a general, but maybe somebody who was just in the armed forces at some point. <laughs> Walked up to him and said, "Hey, that was pretty brave that you said that." Said that took a lot of balls because he he will take a, a kernel of truth and then just sort of magnify it Amazing. into Trump world. Amazing, yeah, yeah. But I, we, we've all lived with it though. Yes, and we all understand that that's what that is now. Yes, yeah. No longer shocks us. Yeah. 
Did you guys see that Tucker Carlson is launching his own streaming service called the Tucker Carlson Network? Subscriptions cost $9 a month or $72 for a full year. They promise exclusive interviews and investigations as well as a direct line to Tucker and his team. Well, there you go. There you go. Yep. Uh, he'll do He'll do well with that. Didn't Bill O'Reilly do this too? Yes. He had his own network for a while? Well, he had well, his own whatever. Yeah, he had his own yeah. thing and, and direct contact with Bill at any time. <laughs> <laughs> Just text him. <laughs> Bill, what are you thinking about? Celebrities were like some lower level celebrities were doing that for a while where you really could text with them. But I mean, I'm sure it was just they would just text back like, yes, <laughs> you know, to like their third phone or something. But that was a thing for a little while, a couple of years ago. Hmm. OK, AAA is predicting another busy holiday season. They forecast that 115.2 million people will go 50 miles or more from home during the 10 days between December 23rd and New Year's Day. That's 2.2% more than the same stretch last year. Where do you think we are uh, vis-a-vis COVID as far as like, you know, right after COVID, everyone was uh, everyone's going crazy because blah, 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 and everyone's out and they're partying. Is it in our rearview mirror enough where it's not affecting us that much or do we still, you think, have... I don't. I don't give it a, sing, a single thought. I just don't, and, and really haven't. I've never had COVID. Wow, wow that's amazing. Wow. That yeah. is. You know, I am for, for as unhealthy as I am. I am the healthiest unhealthy <laughs> yeah. person I've ever known. Yeah. I don't get. My wife is over there sniffing at the house right now because my yeah. granddaughter was sick. I, mm. Nothing. It doesn't touch me. You're like President Garfield or something. Where you're well, just, like... just don't shoot me. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I'm. I, I mean, for a, a, and literally. The most unhealthiest person I know, I'm incredibly healthy. Yeah. And my doctor, my doctor couldn't believe it. No, good for you. Yeah. I, 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 it's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, there are people like that who are just, you just don't get stuff. Yeah, to answer your question, Dave, I think that COVID is very much in the rear view mirror. I feel like most people don't think of it very much. But then there are the people who are still super concerned. Like you see online people who aren't going to go to family Christmas this year or masking up and stuff. But it just feels so, I mean, it just feels like there are two separate realities taking place sometimes. Man, when I had it and I didn't have it, like there was no thought of going. I didn't even go to the doctor, much less a hospital. Yeah. I didn't I didn't cough. I didn't. I just had this weird like I was wearing a mildewed cold sweater on the inside of my body. Hmm. It just felt weird. And I don't want it again. Like I would write a pretty big check <laughs> to not get it again. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get it, Wig? I yeah, I've had it either two or three times, and with cystic fibrosis, people were especially the first time. Oh yeah, yeah. Going, dude, you have to be super careful because this is twenty twenty. Right. Everybody's on high alert. Well, I got it in December of that year, right as the vaccine was ready to come out, and then I'm like, well, now I have, and it was fine. I mean, it was just like a cold. Yeah. My whole family got it all at the same time. It was great. We kind of knocked it out. Yeah, and then everybody was like, well, you got to get vaccinated, and I kept getting natural immunity tests done because you could get those. And my natural immunity was off the charts, so I thought, well, this is kind of good timing because I just kind of kept going with that. Yeah. Eventually got it again, but it never really – I never had the experience. Yeah. That, it was so weird how, how different it was for everybody. Really, yeah. really was. And I, I would say that's probably because it was apparently engineered. You know, it's not natural, and so the effects of it were very unnatural. Did you get it twice? I did. And they're very different, right? Um, the first time I had a lot of bad fatigue. The second time I had a little fatigue, but it just wasn't as bad the second time. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. A fifth. I I always think of Dave Murray every time we have a cool animal story. A 52 <laughs> foot whale washed up on a San Diego beach. It was a 52 foot female fin whale. It appeared on Pacific Beach on Sunday morning. Uh, researchers don't believe human interaction was a factor, but this is the second largest whale species on Earth that that came up on shore. Ooh. Authorities are planning to tow the whale's body back out to sea and let it sink. I just saw a, a study came <laughs> came out uh, saying. That humans have been very bad for animals, and I'm like, Duh. yeah. yeah I, mean, Duh. <laughs> I think we really need to do that study, boys. Except for dogs, yeah. we've really helped dogs out. I That's think. That's true. Yeah, they have nice lives now. That's true. Good. Well, point. Not every dog. Well, I guess no. if you want to go out in the wild and find a mangy no, dog, well, you, know. you watch one of those two-minute ads on the on the television. That's right. Well, that's yeah. true. In the arms of the angel. Oh man, I can't <laughs> watch it. I just want to end it all I can't every watch time that I see either. that darn thing. <laughs> Yeah. Time for one more story. Oh, yes. Teacher salaries are down 6.4% on average over the last decade. That's very sad. Yeah. The National Education Association estimates that the average national salary for public school teachers for the 2022-23 school year is $68,469. Uh, when adjusted for inflation, that means it's declined by 6.4%. Don't get it. Never understood it. Don't get it. Well, here's the problem. Um, this is maybe controversial, but what the heck? I, I have a strong opinion on this. We ought the teachers' unions have prevented us from paying good teachers what they're worth, and because everybody's got to be on the same plane, and it's, it's all seniority based, and then tenure uh, sits in. If we had a marketplace system in education where the best teachers could make real money, I think our whole education system would improve. <clears throat> I've yeah. never even had that thought before. And I'm telling you, it's it, it's it's one of the things that just infuriates me. And when I was in the legislature many moons ago, uh, I had a bill for alternative teacher certification to allow people that had experience in life to be able to bypass all of the education mm -hmm. curriculum and so forth. There are people who are gifted to teach. They're just gifted that way. And the ones that are really good... I mean, you know, there's a reason Shohei Otani is making $700 million. He's the best baseball player on the planet. Well, we ought to be able to pay our teachers that are really good uh, a very competitive wage and let them go out and negotiate with different schools and, and find a job. And that would it would it would revolutionize education. Very interesting. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate Alrighty. it. All right. We went really long there. So uh, we'll be back at the top of the hour with John Hancock again. Thank you, Wig. We appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, it's always fun.